Well, welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast in the universe, created exclusively for sales professionals to help you create your own sales success. I'm Bill Kasky. I am Brian Neal. And we will, we shall be your host for today's episode. We will. Um, uh, today's episode, we're going to, we're at another mailbag. We did a mailbag last yeah. episode. We're doing yep. another mailbag, both from across the pond. This is mm-hmm. a, a, a fellow from Liverpool. You know anyone from Liverpool, Bill? Ever heard of Liverpool? Uh, I've heard of Liverpool. Isn't that the Beatles? Isn't that where the I Beatles think that's started? where the Beatles are from. I do. I, I don't to, know them. Uh, I'd fact check that, too, because I think uh, I always wonder if they're really from Liverpool. I bet they are. I bet they are. Yeah, I bet all of them grew up. It's kind of interesting. Um, I was at a uh, – this isn't management of expectations deal. It's This is just isn't hard. We've talked about this before, but salespeople, you've been, just managing expectations is so important. Uh, went to a restaurant we go to fairly often, really nice kind of local place. And we had about an hour before my kids' Little League game on Sunday. So Jen and I, we said, hey, let's run out and grab lunch real quick at this restaurant. So we go there. We go there all the time. Well, we get to about 50 minutes in after ordering. And this is a kind of a quick uh, counter. Yeah. Nothing there. So I go up to the counter. I'm like, what's going on? we got to get it to go now because we got to go to the baseball game. And there are three other people, four total, all holding their little number saying our food's late, our food's oh. late, our food's late. And so the counter person says, Oh, well, yeah, you came right in at the rush. Our ticket <laughs> times are 45 to 50 minutes. And I'm going, that was the wrong time to tell the four of us oh this. The gosh. best time to tell the four or five of us this is that, hey, just so you know, our ticket times are running pretty long right now. We're probably 45 to 50 minutes to give you the heads up. Yeah. Everybody's going to go, okay, no problem. Even better, say our ticket times are running about an hour and bring my food in 45 minutes. Yeah. Then I'll be good. I yeah. do not, for the life of me, ever understand why people don't, stretch expectations on things like that and do them when you're supposed to do yeah them. it would have been yeah. so what a great what a great lesson and experience for people right yeah so now you've got four people now you've got a hundred thousand people across the globe wondering what restaurant, <laughs> what restaurant in indianapolis they shouldn't go to now that i've said that and because I, it's a local place and it's in my neighborhood and i i think they have good food i'm not going to mention the name of the place probably good probably good did you get that you didn't get that did you there's a little joke in there the, the name of the that. place? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Re- re- rewind the tape. You'll hear it. You'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah, but that's we? true. I mean, manage. I mean, just um, juxtapose that against the Apple Store. When you go to the exactly. Apple Store, when you want to go to the Genius exactly. Bar, and everything is just it's it's to the minute down. So I think Apple's going to come up with a way to buy an an iPad at a drive-through that you don't have to stop it. It's probably true. <laughs> you don't have to through. stop. Yeah, you just you get, literally you just, you just you keep going rolling. Tracks like in a car wash. <laughs> uh-huh. They kind of put you on these little rails, and you just keep moving down the little rails. They build like, it. Here's your iPad. You to the end. Boom, hand your iPad up. That's kind of a good idea. Never stop. idea. Drive through, you never stop. God, what a great idea. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yep. Uh, mailbag time. So we are going to talk about, um, this is about sales competence. Now, there's, there's some new things in here from this listener. It's our friend Stephen from Liverpool. New listener, young fella. I'll say young. Isn't it funny how you change young in your mind? Yeah, he's, he's 40. He's 25. Okay. Yeah, young fella. Um, just started a sales job. He's in the logistics business. Went to school for that, which I think is interesting. You can actually go to school for logistics. Oh, yeah. Like how to put things together and figure yeah. things out, which I is think great. IU has a... Uh, Pretty good logistics. Indiana University? Yeah, Indiana. Yeah, yeah, good. I think they do. I didn't know this. Um, so, went to university. Logistics that wouldn't degree. be a topic you would probably study in school. <laughs> I would not study. <laughs> logistics. Do they have a degree in anti-logistics? In yeah. Do they have hmm. Do they have a uh, yeah a degree in lack of follow-through? Do they have one of those? That'd be really good at that. Anti-logistics. So, this guy knows his industry really well, loves the shipping industry, which is logistics, but selling a very simple product is a very complicated thing. And he says, uh, I'd like any advice on how to improve and to be the most competent 
and number one salesperson in his company. Hmm. Most competent number one, which goals. I love the question. I love, I love the being yep. the number one guy yep. at a sales company. Now, this brought up the topic of competence and what is sales competence, because in my opinion, that has changed. So we'd like to comment on this, to mm-hmm. how to be a highly competent salesperson. There's an interesting thing he talks about in here that I think is part of the problem. He says, I know my industry very well, and I love the business. Mm-hmm. In the past, I think that has that is what people have related to or defined competence as. Right? Like he knows the business. Right. So I'd right. like to talk today about what does it mean to be competent at selling? So if you were going to say, okay, here's a way to measure sales competence or what would that be? Um, and if we're giving advice on people how to improve that, what would that be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you have anything written down there? Well, I, I don't, but I, I think that... Um, that you can think of? Well, give me give me a second here. Give me four okay. minutes. Okay. I'm going to go into a deep <laughs> trance-like meditative state. <clears throat> alpha, alpha state. Alpha state. Yeah, that's um, good. I think the idea, though, is that I'm, you know, I've had this conversation today with, um, with one of my clients, and, and he's the owner of the company, and he's trying to, he's trying to train business people, not salespeople. Yeah. And I think we can get locked in, especially if it's, a, if it's a sales position where you have to be an expert, you have to really understand how to diagnose problems, you have to understand how to, un- how to read balance sheets or financial statements of your clients. I mean, if it's a higher level type of sale, then I think you would do yourself well to, to take a business class, take an accounting class, take a leadership class, understand marketing, digital, understand all those things around it. Because then I think you can have a solid conversation. I don't think it's mm. just about sales skills anymore. And you brought up a great topic of what are the competencies and have they changed? I think more and more salespeople need to really focus on business issues. Absolutely. And, uh, and it, it depends. I mean, if you're selling to advertising agencies, then you better understand advertising and marketing and digital. If he's not doing that, he's selling to pr- perhaps manufacturers or yeah. shippers. But still, there's an economic part of it. There's an accounting part of it. There's a finance part. And so to the extent you can do that, uh, what's his name? His name is Stephen. Stephen. From Liverpool, England. Uh, I, I think you can you can not only look at the sales skills, but look at some other skills around that. We will talk about sales skills. Though. I love that. The business person skills are important. In fact, I was in a, uh, a sales opportunity with a very, very, very large company that everyone's heard of that uh, moves things around the world really quickly. And a sales manager there, and I was talking to her about issues and problems they have. And I brought this up about teaching salespeople to be business people. And she really lit up Mm -hmm. on that. She goes, boy, we could really use some coaching and guidance around that. Because that's not what we've always thought of sales competence as being, right? We thought about it's closing, getting results and all that stuff. And really, it's having a broader view and a broader understanding of how businesses work and what impacts them. So I think it's really, really yeah, good. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. And okay. then you have to decide what those are. So just look at the conversations that your customer is having internally. And if he or she is having financial conversation or marketing conversations, then you need to be somewhat wise to how that works and the vernacular and, and also have a depth of knowledge, too. I like that. Uh, here's uh, something I wrote down. We've never really talked about this. And I'm kind of uh, I'm going to give some advice here. And then I'm kind of debating my advice. So here's it goes. You, you comment on this, Bill. I think uh, part of having high sales competence or competency, how would I say that? Competency? Mm-hmm. Yeah. High competency like, mm-hmm. is to be a, uh, an extreme people expert, a people mm-hmm. expert. And what I find is the people that are really, really good at selling are really, really good at handling and dealing with multiple types of people in multiple types of situations. Now, here's my hesitation. There was an old 1970s, 80s, concept called mirroring mirroring right which basically says if my guy that i'm talking to is really excited i'm going to be really excited if he's quiet i'm going to be quiet 
and it's all kind of fake. So I'm not talking about mirroring here. Notice how I said it like real enunciated mirroring. Good. Yeah. Because if you just say mirroring, mirroring like I would yeah. say in southern Indiana, it sounds like you're a hillbilly like I am. Mirroring, mm-hmm. which sounds just awkward. So I would I would look at saying, okay, what does it mean? You have different personality types, and it doesn't just mean adjusting your voice down to someone who's quiet. It's truly understanding real quickly the type of things that is are important to a person. There are, we have personality profiles to help us with, but all this is about having a, a an acumen to do that and to understand that this person wants to connect at a high level and they don't want detail. This person wants to understand how process works. This person is a processor and will be quiet and be okay with the space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Being an expert in that, in that moment, I think, uh, is a real, real uh, high indication of high sales competency. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say about that. I like that. It's human nature. It's personality. Yes. Uh, my tip on this was to start to identify a couple of different columns. One would be the primary skills that you need to have. Like if it sounds like he's in a business where he's making cold calls yeah, or good. prospecting. That's so good. there's a prime, there's a sort of um, list of primary skills he needs to have and then have some secondary skills. And that and those will probably change as you start to get more and more clients and more of your business bec- uh, comes through referral, then your primary prospecting skills might not be as important. So mm. I like the idea of keeping that list in front of you and, and seeking help on it, whether it's the advanced selling podcast or the product, some of the products we have or blogs or YouTube videos or even going to class yeah. to understand some of those. I think, you would, I think you've got the right attitude here, though, Stephen, is really look at your competencies and see what's required. And, you know, for us, I mean, for example, you know, speaking is a competency that you use and I use, yeah. you know, radio and podcasting are something that we constantly are trying to figure out how to do that better. Yeah. We don't go to classes for it, but we bounce yeah. ideas off of each other. So it's not always just how do I convince people of something? There's lots of other skills that are important around that. Yeah. Uh, here's a, here's a, a tip or an idea that I, I wrote down, which is um, I think if you uh, – create resourceful action. I kind of combine two with resourceful and action. I want you to be resourceful. So what that means is if people have problems, you can find a way to get it fixed. And high-performing salespeople that I think have a lot of sales competence, E, I keep screwing that up. Is it competency? It's competence. I think the way you competence? competence. Sales competence. competence. Sales competence. Mm -hmm. Uh, People that have a high level of sales competence are really good at getting people what they want, figuring things out for them, right? And giving them ideas or tools or whatever that is. Um, and then this action part, and this is a part that I've struggled with over the past, and I've found people to help me with that, is doing what you say you're, say you're gonna do. So if you're gonna call someone yeah. back on Tuesday, call them on Tuesday. Even better, call them sooner than that, right? Yeah, yeah. And and it is such a simple thing, and everyone goes, well, duh. And I'm shocked at how many salespeople let stuff go. And yeah. I'll talk to my clients and I'll say, I just had it happen. Like I have three a coaching call. You know, the third one. We're on the third one. Hey, did you call the such and such? We're working on a deal. No, I didn't. Um, and here it comes. No, I got busy. We were. Um, we, I got. I, I got distracted by the. I'm like, it takes you eight seconds to yeah. call the guy, yeah. and it's that action, that follow through. When you look at competency, the high performers that I work with, this is never an no, issue, no. right? They're always on it, always yeah. on it. And I think that's a real. 
indicator and that you can control that yourself yeah and i think you've just you just brought up a topic that has nothing to do with selling it's just how do i do business how what is my etiquette you know if if somebody calls me do i call them back within 24 hours if somebody emails me the question do i do i get back with them and how do i do it i mean those are all skills that it doesn't matter what you're selling or if you're selling yeah it's just those more anywhere skills those skills uh, you know am i do i show up on time do i show up a little early do i have an agenda those things go a long way yes yeah. toward helping you be successful. And unfortunately, people take, and God bless you, Stephen, because you said, you know, you understand the logistics business, and that's great. The problem is you can understand the logistics business better than anyone on the planet. And if you suck at all the things Bill and I have just been yeah. talking to you about, you're not going to do any good yeah. in selling. It, it's an indicator to me, and I know you coach a lot of people. I've got a couple of clients that I, I have all the salespeople that I have a one-hour call and there's this one guy named Jeremiah who's one of my clients there. Yeah. And the day before we have our call, he sends me a list of what he wants to talk Jeez, about. Look at that. And is he the only one? He's, he, there's a couple there, okay. but, but it's a very small yeah. percentage yeah. overall. I mean, it how is. many times do people do that? They and, don't. When, and when they do that, what do you know about him? I know he does that. It's how he does everything. It's how he does everything. It's how he does everything. And he, will, he gets more out of a, a 45-minute call with me than all the others combined because, I wouldn't say that, but he's very he specific about what he wants. Yeah. And, and therefore, we go through those things. We're not doing a lot of chit-chat. Yep. We're getting right to it. So how you do anything is how you do everything. So those are the, kind of those anywhere skills that I think are really important. I love that. Yeah. That's another topic in itself, isn't it? Yeah. How, yeah. And if you're going to... You know, in Stephen's case, he's going to reach out and uh, get help from people. Make sure you ask questions and are curious about how people do things. You'd be surprised at what you pick up. So episode today's for It Does That. Oh, wait, (laughs) sorry. We're reading forward, Jeremy. My bad. Uh, That does it for today's episode. Hey, if you want to get your sales game ready for prime time, go to advancedsellingpodcast.com. Download a free copy of our ultimate pregame audio program. Why are you shaking your heads at me? Did I read it wrong? No, it's fine. I just you were just talking about reading backwards, and I was thinking if we read every word backwards. <laughs> Etad host. No, my best friend from college can do that. Oh, it's, it's an art because I've art got form. one. See, so you see, see if you can figure out what song I'm singing. <laughs> it's from my uh, senior high school. Edap Paxi Eva Adugimit. It's Escapade. Escapade, oh, escapade from uh, uh, Janet Jackson. <laughs> escapade. We'll have a good time. That's what that is. Anyway. Okay, we'll see you next time. See you. Bye. Bye.